0: The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 83, How Dance Brings Inspiration to the Inner City. Five, six,
1: seven,
0: eight. Hello there, and welcome to Session number 83 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Oh, I wish I could count the number of times I had to re-record this. I started off with the jar of pens on my desk falling several times, and I don't know why, because I'm not knocking it down. I don't know, It's weird. Anyway, I have this jar of pens in this mason jar, and every once in a while, it just knocks over. Anyway, uh, random fact. <laughs> oh no! But welcome. Thank you for joining me. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneur Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I'm happy to be bringing you a recent conversation I had with Carol Z, who is the artistic director of the Gabriella Foundation based here in Los Angeles, doing some great things, just a great community of students and parents involved, and just what they're able to bring to the inner city. And they serve over 2000 students every week in classes of different genres. And, oh, wow, just a great story of how the organization started and Carol's background. And I loved how she talked about the difference between a transactional teacher in dance as opposed to a motivational teacher in dance and so much more. So thank you again for joining me and we'll get right into the feature presentation.
1: Hi, this is Carol Z, artistic director of the Gabriella Foundation. Welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation.
0: I had the pleasure of meeting my next guest at a dance assembly in Los Angeles a few months ago, and she just had a very pleasant demeanor. We just kind of happened to start talking because we had to put something on our name tags and what we did, or I guess a question that... We wanted people to ask us, and mine had to do with podcasting, of course, and so we we started a conversation and so I am really fascinated with her performance background and just the amazing work that she does for the community of Los Angeles and the dance community and so I'm excited to bring her and let me tell you about her, oh, my goodness, when I found out all this stuff, I was getting even more excited so Carol Z is a dancer, teacher, and choreographer who danced professionally with Especially Tap Chicago and the Jazz Tap Ensemble of Los Angeles. While a member of JTE, Carol had the great pleasure of working with Gregory Hines and dancing with him at the Ford Theater in Los Angeles. And through JTE, she also had the opportunity to share the stage with Harold Nicholas of the Nicholas Brothers, yes, at the Joyce Theater in New York, and work with countless tap legends such as Charlie Atkins, Arthur Duncan, Diane Walker, and Jimmy Slide to name just a few. She traveled and performed with JTE across the United States at venues in New York, New Orleans, Ohio, Missouri, Arizona, and at Jacob's Pillow in Massachusetts. Since 2000, Carol has served as Artistic Director for Everybody Dance, a nonprofit program that brings high-quality dance training to underserved youth in Los Angeles. The Gabriella Foundation and its program, Everybody Dance, serve more than 2,000 students per week in a variety of dance forms and levels that include ballet, modern, jazz, tap, hip hop, a boys class, and creative movement. The foundation has eight sites, 25 teaching artists, and operates the Gabriella Charter School, the nation's first dance themed elementary school, which opened in 2005. Carol, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. You know, I get so excited about these interviews and talking dance and life and business and just hearing your journey of being a performer and then running this foundation and being artistic director. Take us through your journey of becoming the artistic director of Everybody Dance.
1: Sure. First, I should start with the the genesis of the organization, because that is really, I can't talk about what we do until you understand why we exist. So the Gabriella Foundation uh, began out of a tragedy, actually. Uh, The founder, Liza Bercovici, lost her 13-year-old daughter in a car accident. And her daughter loved to dance. So the Liza and her family try, you know, figured out some way to memorialize Gabriella. So they they decided to bring the high-quality dance training that she was receiving to underserved youth in Los Angeles. So kids who couldn't necessarily afford the opportunity to dance, we were gonna provide that for them. And that's how that's how it began. So it began with that idea, and Liza needed somebody to make the program. So she talked to two different people who both said my name, (laughs) and oddly enough, that's what started off. So I met Liza. She told me the idea. I thought it was amazing because I knew what dance gave to me growing up and and all the life skills that come with the training. Um, And I thought, yeah, this is incredible. Let's do it. So what was sort of beautiful about it is Liza had never done any fundraising before, and I had never done any program development before so it was sort of perfect because neither one of us had any expectations of the other and we made a lot of mistakes as we when we started um but it was a process and we learned and we tried things that didn't work and we fixed it and we fine-tuned and we grew from 35 students to over 100 students in the matter of six months so uh anyway that that's that was that's how I landed uh in this role and and I developed the role Over the past 16 years,
0: I think it's so impressive the longevity of the organization and you being involved in so long, you've seen a lot of things change and things you've had to adapt to. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. I think some things that we've learned over time are, you know, what can we ask of the students? What can we ask of the parents in terms of commitment? How do we get them to recognize the value of this program? And one of the things that we came to realize is that part of the, the, we did have to charge a little bit of money. So we, we landed on, in the beginning, we only charged $2.50 every other month. <laughs> which, wow. <laughs> and, and today we did raise our prices. We are now at $7 a month for the each dance form. So if a student will take ballet, tap, and jazz, they're paying $21 a month. And that includes their costume fee for the end of the year show. Charging something is important because it gives value to it. But another thing that I think is really a, a, a special piece that we have is a parent commitment of service hours in exchange for the training. That service hour commitment, 95% of our families do it without question. Some of them even do more hours than are required because they just are so invested. Because our program also is a social circle for them. It's it's, It's a community for the kids inside the dance studio, but it's also a community in our halls and in our waiting rooms for the parents who bring their children to class two, three, four, five days a week. And they're sitting there for an hour and 15 minutes waiting for class to be over. So it's a nice uh, community builder for them as well.
0: I really like that. I I think that that's really important that you have an investment for them that, like you said, it it requires some sort of commitment. And then Mm -hmm. if you have more investment in something, you're more likely to take it more seriously, regardless of how big the investment is or not. You have something invested, whether it's time, money, both. And I think it gives it more, for lack of a better word, validity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If that just that commitment and, and, uh, cause I know like sometimes when you get things for free, you don't necessarily
1: yeah. appreciate it as much, that's you know, right. or you, right.
0: uh, you might value it or, or appreciate it, but there's just something about investing your time and your money into something that's important. And then you, the return that you get on it is so much more because you are in, just being invested. In it, what are some of the best practices in leading your teaching artists? And do you have processes and systems in place to, to hiring your teachers and maybe even your other staff? What do you look for?
1: We do, yeah. I'll start with the professional developments that we do for our teachers. Every month we meet and we meet about sharing best practices or talking about our vision for the program troubleshooting any issues that teachers are having with certain students um it's just a a space where they can all share together what works for them in their classes so it's an opportunity for them to get new ideas and um learn from one another we also have guest speakers from time to time people who come in and, and speak about autism and dance or you know anatomy and and proper alignment and things like that, just to just things that I think all teachers can get a little refresher on from time to time, I think is a, is a good thing. So that's how we, uh, oh, and I also evaluate our teachers twice a year. We, ha- we have uh, benchmarks for each of our levels. So the benchmarks are, you know, some people think of like a, a curriculum as like a, on day one you teach this and on day two you teach this. We don't do that because every group of kids is different, but we do have level benchmarks that these are the vocabulary, this is the historical content that you need to add into your classes. Um, and you can teach that any way you want to, but you have a year's time to do it. <laughs> so ah. um, we have these benchmarks, and so I, I evaluate them twice a year, and we check in. It's basically a check-in. You know, how, how are you doing with classroom management? How are you doing with planning your classes? Do I see growth from October to February? So so. There's, you know, a, a good deal of connection and, and um, communication, I think, with, with, between the teachers and myself, uh, which is important because everybody, what's nice about the, the group that we have is they're all very open. To feedback, and they all want to keep learning. They all want to continue getting better, and and uh, we have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's important Uh, to to have fun and laugh. Yeah. And in terms of the um, hiring procedures, you know, it starts with a resume, and if if it's a we have a spot available and the resume fits, I'll do a phone interview, and we'll talk about the ages that they've taught experience with behavior management, what their expectations are in the student. And if that is all fine and good, then we'll do, I'll invite them to do a demo class.
0: Oh, okay. That's really good. So you could see them, see them in action. Yes, And that,
1: that is the, that is it. That is the moment (laughs) when it is, it it happens or it does not happen because so many people can look great on paper, but then not engage, you know, not be able to engage and connect with the students. So it's very important to me to have that, have that class
0: you've been running this for so long and it's been very successful and you've influenced so many kids and, and just thinking about, wow, these kids get this amazing opportunity to train yeah. and to learn and get these life skills. And it's such a gift. Dance is such a gift period. I sure. mean, regardless of what it, you know, you know, of Absolutely. course. And um, I just, I, I'm just so excited to, you know, see, more about your program and just all yeah. oh, you know, all the information I know so far and getting to know you. It's it really just touches me because it's more there's more than just teaching the movement, it's more than just being in class and learning choreography. Oh, there's absolutely. so much purpose behind what you do. Yeah. Do you find there is a commonality between um the current staff of teaching artists that you have? Do they all come from like the commercial background or are they all varied in terms of their experience mm. or what they're wanting to do?
1: Yeah, it's very Varied in terms of their backgrounds. Some are commercial dancers. Some are used to be concert dancers and now are teachers. But the common thread, and I think this happens through the hiring process, is what I, what I really look for, and what we try and groom our younger teachers to be is is a motivational teacher. So what I mean by that is they have the passion, they have the ability to break things down, and they have the ability to connect with the student. But the motivational piece is key for me because over the years, I've been doing this a long time, and I I kind of see teachers in two different categories. There's the transactional teacher and there's the motivational teacher. And so for me, transactional teaching is sort of like they present the information, And they leave it to the student to decide how hard they're going to work for it. They are happy. They accept the level that the students are putting out. And they say things like, good job. Yeah, that's better. Okay, good. Let's move on. Whereas the motivational teacher, it's more like a coach. They they know their students. And they can see the progress. Everybody progresses at a different rate. But those teachers know where everybody is. And if they're working at their full potential <laughs> to make them to help them move forward. So it's the motive the, the motivational teachers who we look for. And if, if they're not motivational yet, I believe they can be. It's um it's a little bit for me a generational thing too. I think younger teachers coming up think that if you push too hard, that you're being mean or you're being strict. And I don't have that viewpoint. I think I think the the more attention and the more you ask for it, I, I think the student will rise to that challenge. And I think they secretly love the structure. I mean, they're certainly not. You can't yell at them and be mean and say awful things. But asking them to say, come on, Susie, I know you can get on that leg. Come on, come on, come on. We talked about this a lot. Let's go. Focus. You know, that's okay. <laughs> that's, yes. that's okay to say to, to a student. If, if you you want them to know that you see them and that you, have, you see their potential. So it, it's the, the motivational piece that, that I really look for.
0: I really liked how you differentiated that. I really think that that is so important. And what you said, I was thinking the same thing about people rise to your level of expectation. And so if you expect more, they will rise to that. Mm -hmm. And especially something that they're so passionate about and want to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. It's, it is a, it's a great combination to have that teach that, that coach within that motivational coach within that can encourage and, um, get you to the next level. So I loved how you yeah. described that. Huh. What are some of the hurdles that you've had to overcome with the demographic that you serve?
1: You know, we've been around so long that the the, the culture that we've created here speaks for itself. So people that are new to come into the organization, they, they they love it. They they love the energy, they love the the high expectations that we have and the structure. And in terms of challenges, honestly, there's more students who want to dance with us than we can Give classes to. Um, oh gosh, how yeah, exciting! <laughs> I know it's a good problem to have, right? But yeah. we, we are in a place with our strategic plan that we really do want to grow. We want to grow into new neighborhoods. We're we're hoping to expand our program into Watts uh, in the next you know three or four years. So, yeah, we want to we want to reach more kids. That's that's the hurdle. That's the big challenge. How do we do that? How do we how do we maintain the fundraising? How do we get the donors? How do we continue to market and fundraise and find appropriate space to do what we do
0: that is exciting in itself just to think that there's still more kids to reach and that the need for dance is still there and Mm -hmm. that it can still spread and touch other kids lives that still have because we take it for granted sometimes like oh yeah you can just go to a dance studio or, or a dance class and not all kids have even that opportunity that's right so that's, that's right. really exciting. Yeah. I'm going to go through uh, what I call the dance printer and quick steps. So there's, these are three quick questions and you just have to answer what comes to mind. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Dance style that you haven't tried, but would like to, and why?
1: Dance style. I would haven't tried, but would like to, you know, this is crazy. I don't think it's actually a dance style, but you know, when people jump out of planes with groups of people and then they're sort of spinning and choreographing and moving around in the air. I want to do that. Yes. Ooh,
0: (laughs) you're the first person that said that, that I've interviewed. That's cool. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I want to do. Ooh. Favorite dancer or choreographer and why?
1: Favorite choreographer. This is a contemporary choreographer who grew up in our program, who I'm uh, in awe of. His name is Norbert de la Cruz III. Oh, wow. He is uh, very inventive. Uh, His movement is like no one else. And he's choreographed for uh, many, many companies. He's really getting his name out there. So I'm very excited to watch watch his career, you know,
0: keep going. Oh, so, gosh, I have to look him up. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm intrigued. Norbert de la Cruz, the third dot com. Ooh, OK. Yeah.
0: I'll have to link that in the show notes, too, so everybody oh, okay. can check him out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. Dance
0: style that currently describes your day and why.
1: Contact improv.
0: (laughs) Ooh, I just did a contact improv class this past Saturday. I've done it only twice, but um,
1: why do you say that? (laughs) Uh, The reason I say that is that we are, as as much as we're growing or we want to grow our programming for students, we're also growing our internal administrative team, so we have more people in the office than we ever have before. (laughs) So space (laughs) is an issue, and we are, you know, working with that. We are bouncing off walls. We are bouncing off each other to make things happen. So there's a nice... You know, give and take. And that's oh, yeah. That's what I think Contact Improv is.
0: I'm picturing your office now. People <laughs> kind of moving. I mean, just all this movement going on and running into yeah. bodies and that kind of thing. Right.
1: It's pretty
0: fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If people want to find out more about Everybody Dance and the Gabri Foundation, where do they go?
1: Uh, sure. They can go to the website, which is www.gabri.org and they can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at everybodydanceLA.
0: Dance is a terrific tool to do wonderful things in this world and the lessons and growth that you get besides the movement is it's priceless and I love it as you can tell, right? If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio. And that way I can continue improving the podcast and get your name out on a future session of the Dance Printering Studio. If you want to find the links to the show notes, you can go to annettebone.com forward slash 083. And until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again soon.
1: Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.